They're cleaning spills and splitting bills. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. I finally saw it, Alex Dyson. What did you see? The end of the rainbow. Oh, you found yeah. the pot of gold? Yeah. Oh, look, it was. Uh, I don't. I didn't see the pot, but somewhere between um, Woodburn and Coffs Harbour, just sort of leading into Coffs, there's a housing estate with a big block of land. And uh, in that block of land, there should be something. that That's where the end of the rainbow was. Oh, really? Now, is this referring to the land that you thought one of our listeners might end up buying a house on? Well, that's closer to Newcastle, isn't it? Yeah, that's way closer. But I did think about that, <laughs> Alex Dyson, as I drove past it. So maybe there is a connection there. No, I saw the end of the rainbow. It was, yeah, I, I, I thought, oh, you don't often see that. My daughter, Sophia, asleep in the back, didn't care. Well, she doesn't get out of bed for anything less than a double rainbow. I've, I've chatted <laughs> to her and she it's double or nothing <laughs> as far as uh, Sophia Okide is concerned. Uh, thank you very much for joining us here on All Day Breakfast. A, uh, a very good show for you uh, coming up. Not only are we going to be getting into the uh, some of the more frivolous articles of the day, courtesy of our producer, Bron, with some clickfish, we're also going to be getting into the important stuff. And if you joined us yesterday... Um, Thank you very much. If you didn't, go back and listen to yesterday before we jump in because Matt O'Kine, um, yeah, giving us some pretty, yeah, jaw-dropping instances of what it's like to to live through some just really casual but devastating racism, Matt O'Kine. Look, I was, this is my experience. Yeah, but it is, and I was, I was my secondhand experience. I tell you what, nothing keeps you awake at night like a bit of systemic racism with not much you can do to change it. Your mate, you know, obviously... Having a tough time with that sort of thing, so I was I was up at all hours last night just thinking through it, and that's just that's my secondhand empathy bone. I'm not even getting firsthand stuff like you. You're not, you're not thinking, remembering it all. Yeah, well, exactly. look, I, mean, I hope I hope uh, you had a listen. I hope it uh, it, it connected with you in some way. Uh, but thank you to all the people who've been messaging uh, some kind things. Uh, we'll be going through a few messages and chatting to some people who who uh, heard what I had to say yesterday. But uh, such a great show today. Very, very excited. A good friend of mine also dropping by, who you may have seen on a particular reality TV show a few years ago. <laughs> Um, that, big brother. I gotta say, oh, I was gonna say that is a great open field. We should have, you know, promoted that, promoted that a, a long way out. I, I mean, she may guess. have a big brother, <laughs> and who knows what other shows she would have been on. That is coming up, but uh, yeah, right now, go back and listen to exercise yesterday's episode, and then join us up next for some all day breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Yes, Matt, it has been an emotional week around the country in various spots. We had, um, yeah, a real emotional one yesterday, chatting about a few instances you've you've faced in the past with people <laughs> taking, you know, your heritage and the colour of your skin and making assumptions and making derogatory marks about that. Um, we also had an Indigenous Australian jump up on Q&A this week. People saying it's the most powerful two minutes of television, you know, in yeah, Australian history. Um, Maine Wyatt's uh, finishing off the episode of Q&A with a speech. And it sort of started quite slowly, Matt, um, with him saying a few experiences that he's had as, as an actor. Absolutely, yeah. Just uh, even discussing right from the get-go, you know, he's never just an actor. He's uh, He has to be an Indigenous actor, you know. Uh, he's always playing the angry character or the tracker or the drinker or the thief, you know. And the, 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 <clears throat> it is a monologue that's uh, from his play, 
uh, City of Gold. So he is speaking on behalf of a character, but it really discusses the sort of insight into obviously what a lot of uh, the emotions that Maine, you know, feels on a day-to-day basis. Touches on Adam Goods and, and his treatment by the Australian uh, sport going public and finishes with, yeah, quite an explosive and heartfelt ending. Seeing us as animals and not as people, that shit needs to stop. Black deaths in custody, that shit needs to stop. I don't want to be what you want me to be. I want to be what I want to be. Never trade your authenticity for approval. Be crazy, take a risk, be different, offend your family, call them out. Silence is violence. Complacency is complicence. I don't want to be quiet. I don't want to be humble. I don't want to sit down. Really huge stuff and something that's absolutely unprecedented on Australian television, having an Aboriginal man get up and speak truths like that. Yeah, it's great. It was really great to see. It's really great to be to be listened to as well, to see it all around Australia on uh, you know, the front of news sites and stuff like that, just to get an insight into how um, how people of colour, especially Indigenous people, would be feeling at a time like this. It's uh, Yeah, it's both eye-opening and exciting at the same time. Yeah, a lot of people applauding Maine for, uh, for his monologue there, but also a lot of people getting in touch with us uh, via our Matt and Alex Instagram to applaud you, good sir, Matt O'Kine, on, uh, on your words yesterday, giving an insight into the you know, various things that you've experienced over the, uh, over the distance. Um, Dave got in touch and said, Hey Matt, I'm listening to the all day breakfast podcast. As I write this, it's the first time I'm understanding what white privilege is. This is very confronting for me. And so I'm very embarrassed that it's taken me this long in my life, being a 36 year old white male to have an understanding of how lucky I am. You're a very brave human. It's a lot more people should be listening to. Thank you, mate, for opening my eyes to an issue that's such a large problem in this country. So, um, yeah, oh, a message that's from nice, Dave, Dave. There. Another message that came in that I appreciated was from Mishi Cool, who said, uh, your speech this morning has moved me to tears. I'm a 50-year-old Sri Lankan born here to immigrant parents and can relate to everything you're saying. Thank you very much, Mishi. We also have Sam joining us here. Hello, Sam. Yeah, good day, boys. How you going? Not too good, bad, thanks, bro. Sam. You got in touch with us uh, as well. Uh, what's your ex- experience? I've got what is probably a pretty common experience of this generation, um, I'm Aboriginal uh, from my father's side of the family. Uh, my grandfather is Aboriginal, but my nan uh, is Irish. And then on my my mum is um, full-blooded English, moved to Australia when she was about four years old. So by looking at me, you wouldn't know. But um, I grew up on my own land, um, Aramarang land down the south coast of New South Wales. And um, very much in touch with the culture. So I've never not considered myself Aboriginal. My dad runs the Lands Council down there. and I love my heritage. Um, but being the fact that I am, um, I look the way I look, um, most people wouldn't know um, of my background. And so a lot of times I think people have just said things off the cuff, not thinking that I'd react because they just think I'm just another Aussie. I, I work in a trade now, I'm a plumber. Um, and so I've worked on a few guys where we might have worked in maybe a rougher sort of suburb um, or whatever, and, you know, they've said, oh, make sure you lock your van up when you, um, you know, go inside the house because there's a lot of, and I won't use the word, I hate it, but the C word, there's a lot of C words around here. Mm. I was going, well, I hope they don't steal from me because uh, they'll be stealing from one of their own, and then, you know, the guys are like, oh, oh, sorry, I didn't realise, um, you know, but... That's anyway, it, isn't it's it? a rough, it's a, it's a rough part what, of town. 
realizing that people are living two different lives, you know, one yeah. in public and one behind your back. And that's exactly the, that's exactly the opposite of equality. It's just, it's just crazy to think that those sort of things are happening. And, it's and these are people and that you might know and be made friends with. Yeah. And sorry, but yeah, exactly. um, it's interesting as well there, Sam, because do you think that these people would, uh, having had that confrontation with you, stop doing what they're doing or just stop doing it in front of you? A hundred percent just stop doing it in front of me. And now, like, I've worked with these guys for years um, and I know that um, they are just generally good guys. They just have this negative perception on, um, you know, Aboriginals in low-income areas, um, you know, just assuming that all the stuff's going to get stolen by them. When mm. they make such a small percentage of the community, you're more likely going to get your stuff stolen by some white bogan that, well, um, not, no, we're not pointing fingers or anything like that. It's not, not a competition. But we, we know what you're not saying. A competition. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, we know no. what you're saying. Right, but, Sam, um, we appreciate Sam. you telling us your uh, your story. Thank you so much for getting in touch with us, and uh, all the best, my friends. Yeah, thanks, boys. Love the podcast. Cheers, mate. Oh, cheers. cheers. It's funny, Matt. I actually met a uh, a gentleman, much like a couple of Sam's workmates, uh, at, towards the end of last year, and we were talking about, you know, what. What change did you make yesterday? And I rolled up the sleeves and dove in to that confronting conversation. He had some uh, preconceptions about Indigenous Australians that were similar to that, but um, he didn't think it through properly. And he, he copped at Alex Dyson, who was ready to rumble on that day. And um, yeah, I, I mentioned he had a few more facts <laughs> that he wasn't necessarily excited to hear. I was packing some facts, um, <laughs> uh, which, yeah, because I, I approached it in a way, like, uh, as I mentioned, I'm not a confrontational person. And so in the past, you know, particularly growing up, you try and shy away from these difficult conversations. But in this one, it was a dinner party. So there were other people watching on as me and this guy were talking about, you know, a couple of the offensive uh, notions that he'd said about Indigenous Australians. And I, I went, in order to try and change the mind, I went with the, the way of, you know, agreeing with him, but getting to say, well, why do you think, you know, potentially incarceration rate, rates are higher in these particular communities? The good thing was that this person was, you know, whilst quite racist, <laughs> good enough to hear what I was saying. And I could see... Uh, was realizing a few things that he hadn't perhaps considered. So I'm not I'm not saying that it totally changed the vibe, but I'm very glad that um, rather than shying away, I I did my first big um, my big chat in in public in an awkward conversation, but one that was definitely worth having. Yeah, here, man, good stuff. We are going to move on right now into uh, the lighter news that, uh, Matt, you and my cursor has been skirting around. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're going to be chatting to producer Bron about some of the articles that we have not dared to click over the last few weeks. Up next is Clickfish. You're on Matt and Alex. Coffee? Yeah, go on. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Now I feel a buzz. Now, let's get into our next segment here on All Day Breakfast, and I'm very happy to let you know that someone's been twiddling their thumbs in the audio production department. There is no official intro for this next segment, so I'm forced to do it live once again. Uh, it's now time for... Clickfish. Uh, Bron. <laughs> Hello. Our producer is uh, is joining us in the studio to... Wait, 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 wait. What is the... Bloop, bloop, bloop? What is that? Is the fish dying? Oh, it's just swimming and water's going through its gills but they don't make as it's that reading the, uh, the latest NW magazine. <laughs> you sound like Sonic. Sonic makes that sound when, when he runs out of the of air. What do I need to do? Like a... 
or something like that? I just don't think do fish make sounds. Well, that's no good for a podcast. Yes, figure it out, mate. Anyway, Bron, thank you very much for joining us. This is the time where we what can... Is a, what does an exhausted fish sound like? Because <laughs> we, we sound like this. <sighs> like we puff quite loudly, but does a fish... Does it pants? Well, the question being is, is the land to the fish a sky? Like, a, you know, there's all sorts yes, of things yes. to get stuck into there. Now, now I apologise. I apologise. <clears throat> Back to the back to the topic. Back to the important stuff. <laughs> Bron, what have you been clicking on recently that Matt and I are too um, refined to touch with our uh, mouses? Well, I feel like every week I've got new bachelorette or bachelor news. Um, so I thought I'd start off with that. So Rebel Wilson, um, iconic Australian actor, mm. she has claimed that she will go on the Bachelorette Australia for. $20 million. <laughs> oh, she's named her price. Oh, wow. That's a big call. Any word on how much Sophie Monk got paid? I'm not too sure about that one. Surely a lot, though. Oh, she bared uh, a lot on that show. <laughs> that's well, good. I mean, 50 bucks in a Chico bucks. roll. As, as far as I'm concerned, Rebel should be paying us $20 million. She gets to date all these men and, and go out on, yeah. you know, get, get on holly helicopter rides and go swimming under waterfalls and stuff. Yeah, the the problem with her naming a price, it does get into territory of, um, you know, being paid for dates, which, <laughs> you know, you know, different states have different laws on that. <laughs> Is anyone <laughs> nibbling at all? Is, has the producer said anything? Well, she said that she's not going to expose herself publicly in, in that way for such a low price. So she... <laughs> She's putting it up to twenty million, so so Channel Ten won't do it. You could buy two Grimes souls for that much, <laughs> you know. <laughs> why, well, why also, you be doing that? you're gonna have to split it. You're gonna have to split it fifty uh, fifty when the relationship goes bad. So mm. there, you're, you're down to ten mil. But um, what, why is she? What do you mean? Is she worried about exposing herself? Is it? I don't know. Is the Bachelor a nudie thing? No, I think just exposing her personal life. Oh, so it's not like dating naked. No, no, no. No, that is a that is a show, isn't it? Too hot to handle. That was the one, wasn't it, on Netflix? I saw one naked and afraid, where you get dropped <laughs> out in the wilderness with no clothes. <laughs> Have you seen that? <laughs> naked and at afraid. What, anyone? At what point is just straight up torture going to be <laughs> a show? Bachelorette Guantanamo. <laughs> now let's. Let's go to the next story, shall we, Bron? <laughs> so Rebecca Judd um, has been seen over over the previous weekend walking out of Mecca with a $90 candle. <laughs> that the, is news. She's, wait, 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 wait. She's wait. done it. Bron has found the best <laughs> story. <laughs> we can't go on with this segment now that you've just found that. That's on the internet? Yeah, that is an article, yes. So okay. what, multiple times recently. So she, over the weekend, she was just seen walking out with, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced um, diptych candle. Are we um, dropping okay. names so we can get the, on can that get sweet candles? On that sweet, sweet candle money? <laughs> well, she said that this brand of candles has helped create the right ambience in her Spanish colonial style home. <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. So is this, is, I mean, uh, I haven't heard, I haven't heard, uh, I haven't heard candle news since the Gwyneth Paltrow uh, goop vagina candle. Is is it one of those? No, it's just just a regulation ninety dollar candle. <laughs> Goodness, it was interesting when you first said it. I um, had just had flashes that she was walking out of Mecca, you know, the the religious site in the Middle East. I was saying, why is <laughs> she nicking like, candles from 
That these, would have been spicy news, that's, that's for sure. Now that's some but, news, um, but this is really, this news is none of our beeswax, mm-hmm. I would have thought. Oh, I like that. I like that, Alex Thank Dyson. you. Thank you. What else have you been clicking, Ron? There's a 30-year-old man in China who had an entire fish stuck up his um, his rectum. Yes. Okay. Um, so, I, th- I, called- I call that Tuesday. <laughs> but uh, go on. I called the I called the Beck Judd news of the world too soon. <laughs> this is this is suddenly on so top. So a whole fish in his rectum. An entire fish. But what I don't understand about this article is that his claim to the medical professionals that he accidentally sat on it and it somehow the full fish got inserted into <laughs> into his ass. Mm, okay. I mean, look, I've got friends who have worked in uh, the emergency section before, and they'll tell you, you know what sound? people get creative on a Friday and Saturday night. Seriously. You know, you know what sound that makes? <laughs> <laughs> they said it's like this specific fish is usually like 30 to 40 centimetres long. So it's not like a, a whiting a or something. No, no we're not, it's we're not. white bait, you know, one of the one of those yum cha little white bait ones. This, this ain't no pilchard. <laughs> no. no I hope, surely not a marlin. <laughs> Surely. <laughs> he had to get it surgically removed because he was having abdominal oh. pain. Well, I heard, I mean, I saw another um, thing that I didn't click on, but someone's got <laughs> someone's got headphones in their bladder or something. Or, or, um, headphones a in their it was bladder? Char- <laughs> it was char- charger yeah. in Are you bladder. insane, You know what man? I'm talking about, Bron? Yeah, <laughs> I saw that and I also saw as well someone got chopsticks stuck up them as well, like full two oh, chopsticks no, in them. No. A lot of things... Um, that shouldn't be in <laughs> inside the human body. Oh, I, right. I don't know what I don't know whether it's just people bored at home because of COVID and that's what's happening, or I don't know. That, that, that's in, that's some interesting news. Thank you very much for bringing our attention. Thanks to that. for and, uh, sacrificing your algorithms on that one, Bron. Uh, that brings us onto our next talkback topic. What have you got stuck? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. We're not. We don't. We're not going to do that. But but we do say, take care of yourself. Whatever you're deciding to do with mm. yourself. Exactly. Now, Bron. Big Brother has started back again this week. This one bringing back all the feels from those rave heads in the 90, late 90s, early 2000s. We held a rave, Alex Dyson. We held multiple around the countries. I can't believe we didn't bust this out. It is a tune. We should have done it. It's got that real choose your fighter quality to it, doesn't Absolutely it? Absolutely right. Um, it wasn't the theme last night. That's the old Channel 10 theme. We're rebooting the brother. Um, there's no Gretel, but we're on and we're on Channel 7. And how else is this is this series uh, different? And why should I, as someone who, uh, as a teenager, was only interested in the adults only, you know, up late yeah. section? Why would I bother? Now. So it's kind of like Survivor, I guess, the new the new format. So it's already been recorded. They kind of do challenges. And then what it's looking like now is that the winner of a challenge picks three people that are up for nomination and then the rest of the house picks from those three people that are up. To get rid it's of them. More, to get rid of them. It's a bit more like a game show, isn't it? Yeah, it's not. And no pubes. <laughs> no pubes in the shower. This is a very. Uh, Wait, I don't know. What? I don't know you what know, that's in reference usually to. See, pu- see people. You, I mean, when people were having showers and stuff in the oh. original, you know, you're usually mm. seeing bits. Like, like the you Sims. said, mm. it was the very exciting. That was the sort of you know exciting stuff when you're in year ten or whatever. But yeah, it's just, I don't know if I'm into it. Did you enjoy it, Bron? Um, not really. I'm open to it getting better. I just don't think I'm used to this format. Is there any twins pretending to be the one person? <laughs> Because if there's not, 
I'm not interested. Are there any like mad pashes, you know, in that sort of night vision style security, you know, everyone sleeping sort of vibe? So far, no. Just one guy's snoring a lot and they keep like just panning over to that guy. But what's been really funny. <laughs> what passes as entertainment. <laughs> it's funny because they've only been in there a couple days. Oh, right, fish up the clacker. Goodness me. Yeah, no wonder we're putting chopsticks <laughs> up there. Oh, is there any word whether that person watched Big Brother? <laughs> and it was a direct correlation. But these articles linked. Well, I mean, this is very interesting stuff, Bron. Now, all of us... Ha- have those memories of Big Brother, but none of us here have actually been in the house. So we've actually got an expert lined up to uh, to lift the lid on uh, whether the series would potentially be any good, Matt O'Kine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good mate of ours, Tully Smythe, you've probably seen her all over social medias, uh, travelling the world. She uh, She's since gone on to do some pretty awesome things from leaving the Big Brother house. She's going to be joining us a little bit later on. Thank you very much, Bron. We'll catch you later. Thank you. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. Yes, Matt O'Kine. We are but voyeurs looking through the house at whatever inflatable furniture they have in the Big Brother house this time around. But few have actually sat on it. Uh, one person who has joins us now. You may remember her from season 10's Big Brother in 2013. Tully Smythe, hello. Hi, boy. Thanks so much for joining us. Now, as we mentioned just in the last break, uh, Big Brother is back and uh, we thought who better to talk to than someone who's sat on the diary couch themselves and spoken to the all-wise, all-seeing <laughs> being uh, herself. So, Tully Smythe, uh, thanks for joining us. You're in season 10, 10 Big Brother. Tell us, I mean, what, what, what is it like? What is being on Big Brother actually like? Okay, well, firstly, the furniture is not inflatable. It's literally just from, like, Kmart and, like, Ikea. You'd you'd pick up a vase and it would have the sticker on the bottom still and you're like, oh, this is – that's right. This isn't actually a house. We're actually just in a set. Maybe by we season actually, 10. I'm sure I remember seeing some inflatable stuff in season one. No, it's all we, kooky, bizarre. We would have chunks of the roof fall down on us in our sleep. Like, it really isn't a – it's, it's, it's not a proper house, guys. It's a set. It's a TV set. Um, that's yeah, so look, funny. I'm, I'm excited it's back. I'm a big fan of the show. I was a big fan of the show before I auditioned. That's why I auditioned. So I'm really excited that it's back, but I've got to say, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in last night. This new format is is not working for me. I hate the new voice. He's creepy as all hell. Well, I mean, you mentioned one of the tweets I saw you uh, say the other night was that they, they seem to go straight into sort of games and stuff, whereas, like, yeah. there was, like I, I loved the idea of watching Big Brother. I mean, the whole point of Big Brother is watching people sit around on the couch and drink hot chocolate and well, talk that's, crap. That's... That's the premise of the show, right? It's just watching people live their lives. And so I think now that they're, what they're doing is they're kind of taking um, pages from Big Brother Canada and Big Brother US. Um, their show is much more like this, kind of like Big Brother meets Survivor. So that's where they got the inspiration from. But I agree. I think the premise of the show is to watch us sit around, scratch our asses, you know, maybe work out, maybe if it's a slow day. <laughs> I find it so awkward. I, I find the whole... The fact that they can discuss nominations like out loud is so bizarre to me because had we even alluded to tell someone else who we'd voted for, who we'd nominated for, we'd get a strike. And if you get three strikes, you're out. So I actually got a strike once for accidentally, apparently alluding to who I'd nominated for. So watching them like 
just talk out loud and, and strategize is really it, it's uncomfy for me i'm like oh yuck like what, what's happening and we just, yeah we don't know them enough yet they just kind of went straight into a a weird ninja ninja warrior style challenge and they went straight into a weird eviction with no live audience Speaking about the, you know, uh, uh, the the drama, I guess you you had some really, you you know, you were a very dramatic player in that uh, game. I mean, well, you tell went. Tell me in, what you really think, Alex. No, you went in. Wait, leave me out of this. Leave me out of this. You went in with a partner, all right. Then you then you left with a different partner. The whole country's watching on. What is it all like actually living that? I mean, you sort of, you're really conscious when you first get in there. The first 24 hours, I remember being, anytime I was in a room by myself, I felt that I had to commentate what I was up to, like a DVD <laughs> commentary. Like, I'd be like, I'd walk in and be like, and now I'm going to put on my PJs, and then I'm going to go back to the kids. Like, I was talking out loud to myself, but very quickly. I mean, there are a couple of cameras you can see when you watch the show. You can see sort of the main cameras on the roof, in the corners of the room, sort of pivoting around. So you're aware of those cameras, but you really forget about the cameras behind the one-way glass. You really forget about those. So I was doing what I needed to do to survive. I I was lonely. You know, you don't have your creature comforts. You don't have your friends, your family. Um, Other stuff like books and music, like you you wouldn't believe how much we all miss music. That was probably the, the hardest thing. And so That's why you made up your own songs whilst you were doing things in tying up my shoelace. You know what? We weren't even allowed to, like, remix stuff. We couldn't sing a Beyonce song to a Britney melody. We couldn't even do that. So, <laughs> oh, was it because of music find... licensing? Yeah, they couldn't, oh. the <laughs> so, couldn't afford the covers. Yeah, right, interesting. I couldn't even sing Happy Birthday or something like that. <laughs> no, That'd be interesting. No. But what in about... the same vein, in the same vein, if we wanted to talk, like, strategy or something naughty, if we just sat, had every second word being a swear word, they also couldn't air that. So that was another oh. kind of like little oh. sneaky way we would talk about things. Oh, there's a little like, tip for you for getting into Big F Brother. <laughs> do you regret going on Big Brother? No, no way. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. In fact, I've had a lot of people tweet me and DM me today begging me to go back in as intruder to spice it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we look, we'll start the campaign here on All Day Breakfast to get Tully hey, Smythe in the new I house. Although down, it was it was pre-recorded, as you were mentioning, this new format uh, like a little while ago and they're, they're pushing it out. And I've got to tell you, to be locked up in a house with no phone and out, look, access to the outside world, 2020 was the most ridiculous year to be cut <laughs> to off from that. What's it like? Like how much did you get coming in from the outside we, world? And we, what can you were, imagine these people in there were thinking when they go, oh, actually, there's an international pandemic? Look, you really get nothing at all. Um, the only kind of little things we had were, obviously, my house was in Dreamworld. So we guesstimated that once we could hear the rides start up, like the Tower of Terror and all those sort of rides, we'd guesstimate that it was about 10 a.m. And so we'd try to figure out the time from when we heard the rides start. Oh, that's funny. Um, the only other time we heard stuff was when we'd cut to Sonia and the crowd would scream out stuff, which actually ended up really coming back to bat me on the ass because she cut to me one week I was up for an eviction and she sort of went, okay, and Tully, and the whole auditorium started booing me. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was like, I was like, uh-oh, I'm, I'm in trouble. I'm in some pretty big trouble here. Uh-oh. Oh, that's okay. so yeah, funny. I was like, oh, now I understand how, what the whole country thinks of me. I'm just going to stay in here, I think. 
Oh, that's the best. Thanks so much for joining us, Tully Smythe. You have been on uh, the Big Brother before and you are a current fan watching it now. Again, the brand new season of Big Brother is out. It is on Channel 7 these days, so keep an eye out for it. You are with Matt and Alex. And and if you want to keep tabs on, uh, on Tully's work as well... Have a look at the would, social would squad as well. Uh, <laughs> posting that podcast, Tully, or just T Smythe on Instagram and Twitter as well. Thank you so much, Tully. No problem. Cool. See ya. Bye. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. All day breakfast. Thank you very much to Tully Smythe for joining us on today's episode of All Day Breakfast. Uh, mentioning just briefly Alex Dyson that she ended up singing quite a lot, just walking around the house because uh, they weren't allowed music in there. You're oh, a man. I do that all the time in my own life with no cameras. I think <laughs> Old Woods the other day mentioning that uh, I do a little bit of singing around the house. And there's one for every occasion, like... Uh, for example, there's the my classic hits. Whenever you, you know, when you eat a packet of chips one day and you get about halfway through, and then mm-hmm. the next morning you wake up and there's like not much, for, not much in the cupboards. You're like, ooh, packet of chips. You're eating oh, yeah. chips for breakfast. Now that song goes, <clears throat> chips for breakfast. Everybody's loving it. Chips for <laughs> breakfast. Everybody's loving it. And that's what you sing as you eat the. Eat the chips. <laughs> but, okay. but genuinely, there is one that I cannot not sing. Yes. Okay. Now, um, as we mentioned before, I went to Africa last year. Very good. And, of course, you get, while you're there, the entire Lion King soundtrack in your head. As soon as you see that sunrise over the savannah, mm-hmm. the Lion King is in your head across the day. Occasionally, Toto's Africa slips into the mix. Sure. But otherwise, it's all Lion King. And so occasionally I would sing um, this, which is, I think, Simba's returning to Pride Rock. And he's running in slow motion over the thing. Uh, look it up on, you know, Disney Plus. Uh, I'll stream that. That's that's good stuff. But anyway, that tune, to me. when I got home and I went to the shower and I went to wash my hair, I was just having a little sing in the shower, as you do. You've got, everyone's got a shower song. Oh, yeah, i got a shower song. I mean, I, I, I shower um, with my daughter every night. Um, mm. She's, the, she's you know, 14 months old. And so my, my shower song with her, it goes, uh, we're going to wash, wash, wash in the bath every day. Oh, wash under the shower spray. Oh, wash, wash, wash in the bath every day. We're going to wash all the dirt away. Wash in the bath or in the shower? Well, I've made it a Are you deliberately multi- confusing her? <laughs> I've made it a multi-location song. Oh, so if we have bars, right. it still works. And if we have showers, it still works. In the trough, in the river, in the lake. In the sink. In the sea. Anyway, a <laughs> lot of options. Of the hose. <laughs> a lot of options for that one. But for my one, because uh, the, the shampoo I happened to have at the time was Tresemme shampoo. You know, salon quality, good stuff. So what I would do... <laughs> when I was in the shower, and I still do, and I can't not do now, when I pick it up and I see the words on it, is this. Shampoo with Tresemme. Shampoo with Tresemme. Shampoo with Tresemme. In the hot shower. No, please don't tell me you actually sing that. I shampoo with Tresemme. I shampoo with Tresemme. Shampoo with Tresemme. In the hot shower. I think I should start writing jingles for... 
Thinks. Oh, no. Look, let us but know. But that's the you... thing. I can't not do it now because I look at the words and it just pops in my head. It's like saying, don't think of this. And it's like, bang, in there. And I'm like, well, Anyway, look, I hope that out of anything that happens that comes from this, I'm hoping will be a gigantic package of Tresemme. <laughs> uh, because it's worth you embarrassing yourself for that at least. Um, but if you've got if you've got a shower song, should we say shower song or should we just say any song? What's your song or what's your shower song? What's what you your reckon? everyday music song? Has to be an original. Yeah, we can't. Okay, it I has know, to be an I'm original. Already worried could... that Disney's going to jump on board. That's why I gave them a little shout. <laughs> we you cannot afford fact? Disney, bro. <laughs> no, we but can't... hopefully the the Trace of May royalties will pay for the Disney lawsuit, <laughs> and we just have a a real symbiotic relationship, and we just. We're fine in the middle. A, a symbiotic <laughs> relationship. Oh, now, um, yeah. So let us know what's your song. That's right. Get in touch, and we'll be able to uh, all have a big sing along. Come, uh, come next episode of yeah. All Day Breakfast, Matt O'Kine. It has to be an original, and uh, who knows? Maybe it'll hit the charts after this. Could be in the in the next Lion King movie. We'll get Woods to produce it up. It'll be Ooh, great. Hey. Just have a hey, big. Actually, that's not a bad idea. What's <gasps> your song? Oh. <laughs> Okay, all right. We're getting we're getting tantalizingly <laughs> close to something good here. We will join you tomorrow. Thank you very much for listening to today's show. Thank you, Tully Smythe, for joining us and brought our producer for some click fish. And uh, once again, Matt O'Kine, thank you very much for uh, being so open and honest and having some wonderful people get in touch with us about listening to the show. That always warms our hearts. So appreciate you being involved in what is... Um, it's been such a weird week. <laughs> Yep, it's, it's been a, a confronting week, week but it's an, an uncomfortable week, but it's important to have those conversations. Guys, enjoy yourselves. We'll see you tomorrow. Woo. Thanks again. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.